back to Chew the Bible. It's a good friend, A.A. Ron. We are now in Ezra chapter 4. And the heading for this section is Enemies Oppose the Rebuilding. See, I knew things were going a little bit too smoothly. I was like, when when is this? When is the other shoe going to drop? <laughs> There's pretty much always another shoe that drops in the Bible. When things are going to going well for a while, just know some some troubles lurking around the corner. I was like, this 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 building project is going a little too smoothly. All right, the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were rebuilding a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel. Hmm, something's going on over there. So they approached Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, and the other leaders and said, let us build with you. For we worship your God just as you do. We have sacrificed to him ever since King Esar Hayden of Assyria brought us here. But Zerubbabel, 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 Joshua and the other leaders of Israel replied, You may have no part in this work. We alone will build the temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, just as King Cyrus of Persia commanded us. Then the local residents tried to discourage and frighten the people of Judah to keep them from their work. Hmm. This is interesting. I feel like, yeah, whenever you feel like you're under some demonic attacks, it's only because they're trying to see you over there working, working for the Lord. Have you noticed that whenever you're trying to do some work for the Lord, it seems like all hell, hell be breaking loose? In your relationships, and your finances, and your health. It's one of them areas. It's not all the time, but yeah. You could be over there doing whatever you want. That has nothing to do with building God's kingdom. And nobody mess with you. You know, yeah, you don't really deal with any demonic attacks. Then all of a sudden, you, you start you know, fully committing your life to the Lord, doing kingdom work, bam, afflictions come your way. So I don't know why it's that way, but anyway, um, we gonna pray against that in Jesus' name. Protect all your workers. Protect all your workers out here, Lord. Help us to do all the kingdom work you've called us to do in Jesus' my name. I pray. Strengthen us, strength, strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us in our health, strengthen us in our relationships, strengthen us in our finances, Lord, so that we can do everything you have called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Then the local residents tried to discourage and frighten the people of Judah to keep them from their work. Verse 5, they bribed agents to work against them and to frustrate their plans. This went on during the entire reign of King Cyrus of Persia and lasted until King Darius of Persia took the throne. Mm. Later opposition under Xerxes and Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes, let's say Artaxerxes, there you go. Xerxes and Artaxerxes. Years later when Xerxes began his reign,
The enemies of Judah wrote a letter of accusation against the people of Judah in Jerusalem. Even later, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, the enemies of Judah, led by Bishlam, Mithradath, and Tabil, sent a letter to Artaxerxes in the Aramaic language, and it was translated for the king. Rehum, the governor, and Shimshai, or Shimshai, the court secretary, wrote the letter, telling King Artaxerxes about the situation in Jerusalem. They greeted the king for all their colleagues, the judges and local leaders, the people of Tarpal, the Persians, the Babylonians, and the people of Erech and Susa, that is, Elam. They also sent greetings from the rest of the people whom the great and noble Ashurbanipal had deported and relocated in Samaria and throughout the neighboring lands of the province west of the Euphrates River. This is a copy of their letter to King Artaxerxes from your loyal subjects in the province west of the Euphrates River. The king should know what the Jews who came here to Jerusalem from Babylon are re rebuilding. Let me back it up. Verse 12, the king should know that the Jews who came here to Jerusalem from Babylon are rebuilding this rebellious and evil city. Mm. They call them their city, rebellious and evil. They have already laid the foundation and will soon finish its walls. And the king should know that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, it will be much to your disadvantage for the Jews will then refuse to pay their tribute, customs and tolls to you. Since we are your loyal subjects and do not want to see the king dishonored in this way, we have sent the king this information. We suggest that a search be made in your ancestors' records where you will discover that what a rebellious city this has been in the past. In fact, it was destroyed because of its long and troublesome history of revolt against the kings and countries who controlled it. We declare to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, the province west of the Euphrates River will be lost to you. Ain't that just like an antichrist spirit or demonic spirits to lie, make up lies and false accusations against you? That's exactly what's going on here. All right. Then King Artaxerxes sent this reply to Rehum, the governor, Shimshay, the court secretary, and their colleagues living in Samaria and throughout the province west of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent has been translated and read to me. I ordered a search of the record and have found that Jerusalem has indeed been a hotbed of insurrection against many kings. In fact, rebellion and revolt are normal there. Powerful kings have ruled over Jerusalem and the entire province west of the Euphrates River, receiving tribute, customs, and tolls. Therefore, issue orders to have these men stop their work. That city must not be rebuilt except at my express command. Be diligent and don't neglect this matter, for we must not permit the situation to harm the king's interest. When this letter from King Artaxerxes was read to Rehum, Shimshay, and their colleagues, they hurried to Jerusalem. Then, with a show of strength, they forced the Jews to stop building. I wonder what this show of strength was. It just them standing around watching them like a, a bunch of a bunch of horses and chariots. Hey. Flashing their swords like, hey. If y'all if y'all don't stop that building over there, I got something for you. The rebuilding resumed. So the work of the temple of God in Jerusalem had stopped.
and it remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Hmm. Very interesante. Muy interesante. All right, here we go. Here we go. I apologize, y'all. I'm trying to get my best on these recordings. And, uh, yeah. I've been drinking tea all day to fight off these little cootie bugs in my throat. So, I have no idea where I may have got them from. No idea at all. Anyway, I'll be back. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.